You've tuned into His Name Ministries Podcast. Hey, church family. So excited, so honored to be a part of this service this morning. Uh, Destiny and I, we thank God for each and every one of you. And even new people, I believe there's even new people that are tuning in. And I believe we're going to hear a message from heaven. Uh, There is no distance in the spirit. The anointing doesn't just work when just people are gathered here together, but the anointing goes across those airways. So whatever you're believing for this Sunday morning, or maybe you're watching on Sunday night, whatever time you're watching it, tap in and have that faith and believe that the anointing of God, the presence of God will so come in and you will be forever changed. You know, that's one of, I would say, one of the keys in my life, you know, in this, this walk of faith and trusting God and, and it's, it's listening to stuff online, listening to messages online, listening to, to worship music online. And I can sense the anointing, even, even meetings that happened years ago. Destiny can tell you, I'll listen to something happened years ago, but the anointing of God, boom, comes in. I'll have my headphones on. I'll be worshiping God all by myself in the living room. The anointing of God so comes in as I'm listening. And that is happening right now. There is no distance in the spirit. So I believe that we will be forever changed by the power of God. Amen. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Lord, we honor you. We love you, Father God. We worship you. We depend upon you, Lord, especially in this time that we are in. We don't have fear, but we have faith. And we trust you, Lord, and we love you with all of our heart. We trust in you, Lord, with all of our heart. We lean not on our own understanding. And we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word, for your anointing that destroys and breaks every yoke. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God is faithful. I'm, I'm literally in some of your guys' living room right now. Some of you, I wanted to come to your house, but now I'm here in your house. What a blessing it is. Make me some coffee. Hey, make me some breakfast. I'm, I'm right there. No, but it's such a blessing. I'm so honored because I have, I have a word from the Lord. And uh, the Lord, even yesterday morning, I want to share something that just happened to me yesterday morning. I was up at 4.30 in the morning. You might say, wow, Brian, you're super spiritual up 4.30 in the morning. I have a newborn baby, okay? But I was up, she was up, and I, and I felt led. I put a message on YouTube, and it was, it was a message, and it was in 2004, and it was Brother Copeland and Oral Roberts. And they were, they were sharing about a vision that Brother Oral Roberts had. He's, he's already moved on to heaven, but he had this vision. He was, he was talking about it, and I was listening to it, and I'm just sitting there listening, but the, it like exploded inside of my spirit. And here, here's the vision. He was talking about how he was walking in his kitchen, and all of a sudden he hears a loud noise. He, sound, he said it sounded like a bomb. He saw, all of a sudden, he wasn't in his little kitchen anymore. He's in New York City. He sees this destruction. And, and, and he said this, the Lord said, this is a wake-up call. And when he's sharing about it, I'm sitting there, you know, 4.30 in the morning, 4 in the morning. 
And it just went off into me. And how the Lord said, this is the end days. We are in the end days. And he, and he started talking to him about that. Let me tell you, you and I, we are in the end days. We are in the end times. Things that are happening right now, it's never happened before. But let me tell you, Jesus is still king. Jesus is still Lord. And I, and I want to share about that. I want to share about preparing for the second coming of the Lord. You and I should be preparing and you and I, not just preparing, but be ready for the second coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming so soon. That's what the Lord spoke to Oral Roberts. He said, I am coming so soon. So this just really went off in me. Wake up call. You and I preparing and being ready for this. For Jesus coming soon and being and wake up to it. He said that the Lord, he said the Lord spoke to him. When's the last time you've preached on the second coming of the Lord? And he said, I felt, this is Oral Roberts. He said, I felt such a holy fear. I felt such a fear of God, a reverence of God. He told Brother Copeland, I, I can't even tell you the last time I preached about it. And the Lord spoke to him, it's time for my preachers, it's time for my pastors to start preaching about the second coming of the Lord, because I am coming soon. Take courage. Be encouraged. Jesus is coming soon. Wake up. Right now, L.A., Southern California, all across the nation, people can't even go out. They're, they have to be quarantined. Let's, let me tell you, people are waking up. The church is waking up. Things that are happening right now has never happened before. You and I need to be waked to, and we, you and I need to be woken up to this. Jesus is coming soon. In Amos chapter three, verse seven, it says, surely the Lord God will do nothing but he reveals his secrets unto his servants, the prophets. So the Lord doesn't do anything without showing the prophets. All throughout the earth, even there's prophets out there today, ministers, and the Lord's speaking to them. He reveals the secrets to the prophets first. So as I'm listening to this, this message, this wake-up call from Oral Roberts, I'm saying this is the Lord revealing secrets to his prophet, prophets. Amen. You know, and it's amazing because the Lord spoke to, to Oral Roberts about the church, the state the church is in right now. He said the church is in a very wimpy state. A very wimpy state. And then he said this, there is preachers and there's pastors that go up there and they preach and they're not anointed. They're all about themselves. They're all about their little their church and what they can do for each other. They're not anointed and they need to be anointed and preach with fire in their bellies. Not just for preachers, but for all of us to be so on fire for God. Never the same. This time that we are living in, we, we, we have to be on fire for Jesus. Hallelujah. Wake up. Be on fire. Yesterday, you might have served God and been on fire, but today is a new day. 
Every day we keep on pressing in. Every day we have that, that relationship, that fellowship with Jesus. And we don't walk into fear. We don't look to see what the news is saying. Even though we might watch that, we don't let that fear get on us. We live on fire for Jesus. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. Hallelujah. Anointed by God. That's going to separate you and I. Us being anointed by God everywhere we go. We can walk in the grocery store so anointed by the Holy Spirit, so on fire for God, and that will separate us from everybody else. There's a lot of Christians out there in fear. There's a lot of Christians out there scared. There's a lot of Christians talking doubt, but you and I, anointed by God, on fire for God, not having fear, but having faith in God and saying, guess what? I'm in the last day. This is end times. I'm here. God has chosen me for this time. My life is not my life. It's his life. That's going to separate you from everybody else. So I want us to look here at Ephesians chapter five, verse 14. Paul says this, wherefore he says, awake thou that sleepest and Christ will give you life. He's telling people, wake up, wake up. Don't be sleeping. Don't, don't be having church like normal. You're having your little routines and acting like everybody else. No, wake up. We are in these times right now. We are in the last days. Acts chapter two says in the last days, the moon will turn blood red. That, that's happening already. We are in the end times. We don't have to have any fear, but we have faith. And we're looking for Jesus because he is coming very soon. Hallelujah. He's coming back for you and I. So he says, wake up. Verse 16. It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil redeeming the time because the days are evil. You and I are living in a time where there is some evil stuff out there. Stuff that's on TV is evil. The commercials, it's amazing my wife and I will be watching a movie and the commercials that come on. You see guys that are dressed up as women talking about sleeping with each other, guys and guys. That's evil. That's disgusting. That's filth. Evil times. You, you see stuff when you're walking out and you go, I don't know how to explain that. All I can say, that is evil. You hear about crimes that happen on the, on the news. Evil times. It says this, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You know, in the Passion Translation, it says this. It says, take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. That can be not, that's so true today. Every day, you and I, as we're in this time, you can say lockdown time. Take advantage of every single day. Not just during this time, but after this is all over. Don't let a day go by. Redeeming the time as you spend your life for his purposes. Verse 17, it says this. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. I meet so many people, I, my wife and I, as we're ministers, we travel and people come up to me and say, Brandon, pray. I just, it sounds really good. Sounds super spiritual. Brandon, I just want the will of God in my life. Here it is. 
Be wise, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Here it is right here. Verse 18. And be not drunk with wine, where is an excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You want to know the will of God in your life? Be filled with the Spirit. That word be in the Greek, it's actually, it's a play on words. It's be being filled. It's a continual thing. You and I continually have to stay filled up with the Spirit of God. It doesn't just work where you go to Sunday service, you get saved and you come down and, and you accept the Lord and, and you go off and do your own thing. No, we have the responsibility. The will of the Lord is for us to stay continually filled. And there is some things out there in the earth right now, the news, what it will do, it will take from you. It's not adding anything from you. It's taking from you. All of a sudden, you're not so filled up like you used to be. But we are called. Here is the will of the Lord for our life. Church family, our life, live church. Here it is to be filled with the spirit of the Lord. Continually be being filled. Even when someone's drunk, someone, you know, you drink wine or whatever it is, someone's drinking wine, they drink too much of it. It fills, up, fills them up and they get drunk. We can be so filled up with the presence of God, even a drunk person, they, they, they could be the happiest person. Hey, did you know that it's snowing outside? You're out there with no shirt on. They're drunk. I just feel good, brother. I feel good, drunk. They're laughing all the time. We can be so full of Jesus, so full of Holy Spirit. Things around us won't even affect us. Hey, what about the news? Uh, are you ready, man? I've seen the military equipment's coming. Are you ready? You better get your guns. You better get your toilet paper, hand sanitizers. I waited in Costco for five hours. Uh, what, what are you going to do? Hey, I'm so full of Jesus. I'm, I'm so filled. I don't have any fear. I'm trying to find some fear, but I, I don't have any. We're so full of the presence of God. I'm not talking, we're called to prepare and do those steps, get that hand sanitizer and all that. But our faith is not in hand sanitizer. My faith is not in some little toilet paper. My faith is in Jesus. My faith is me being filled with the Spirit of the Lord. It's not being unwise, but being wise in redeeming the time. So it says this, Be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I love this. So here it is, worship. You and I are called to be worshipers. Your worship is not just for your people around you. It says your worship, your singing, your songs, your melody, it goes to the Lord. Let me encourage you this morning that no one worships God the way you worship him. He wants your worship. No one raises their hands to God the way you raise your hands to him. Each person is so different. Not one person has the same thumbprint. You are, you are uniquely and you are formed by God. And you worship the Lord. So you and I, to be filled with, to be so full of Jesus, redeeming the time, part of that is for you and I to be worshipers. I love that. So full of Jesus in this time that we're in. 
Yeah, there might try to be some fear. There might be saying, oh, I want church to be normal uh, online. What is hey, but you know what? You and I, it's our job right now to stay continually filled. That's why you're watching it this morning. You could have easily not be watching it. You could have your TV off, be sleeping in, eating waffles, having a good time. But you're watching it because your heart is for this. I want more of Jesus. I want more of the Holy Spirit. I want more of him to be, to fill me. I don't want to have some things in me that shouldn't be there. I want to be so overflowed with the presence of God. Hallelujah. You know, there's a story of a man and his name is Brother Lawrence. And he was, he was uh, around the 1600s. He lived and he lived in France and he actually lived in a monastery. But he got a revelation of this. And he, he said, I'm going to stay filled up. I'm always with Jesus. So he, his job in the monastery was he was a dishwasher. He washed dishes, but he would say, I'm washing dishes with Jesus. He would sing worship songs to the Lord. Lord, I love you. What's he doing? He's staying filled up, even when he's doing the dishes. Let me tell you, you're either going to have two ways. You're going to let the dishes drain you like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm better than this. Or you can say, hey, what? I'm going to take this opportunity. Lord, I love you. I'm washing these dishes. Thank you for these hands you've given me, these beautiful hands, strong hands. Thank you, Lord, for taking care of me. I'm healthy. I'm whole. And he would do this. And he started practicing this all the time. They would even have times where they say, hey, it's prayer time. Go have your hour of prayer today. He would say this, I have never left prayer. He continually stayed in prayer. What's he doing? He's staying filled up with Jesus. And guess what happened? The presence of God started to radiate off, radiate off of him. People started to notice it. What in the world is on this guy? People from all around the world would fly to talk to him. He was very humble and he would write, he would write in the journal. He would write and, and give him his advice and what to do. And when he passed away, he even I have his book. And even in his writings, he says, make sure no one sees this because he didn't want it to be about himself. And he would practice, he would tell what he would do, him spending time with Jesus by himself and how he would always just stay encouraged. And he had joy like never before. And when he passed away, they took his little writings and they made it a book. And literally it has sold millions of copies. Not, not just, I'm not evangelistically preaching, literally millions of copies all the great ministers you, you know about, they read after this guy. And he, what did he have a revelation on? Staying filled up with Jesus. You being ready, you and I being ready for the second coming of the Lord, it's, it's, called, it's us being filled up with Jesus, being filled up with the Holy Spirit, be, being filled. Not just once, but continually you and I making melody in our heart, spending time with the Lord in worship, in praise, in adoration. And the whole time we're just staying filled up with Jesus. Maybe things that we had before shouldn't have been there. Those things will fall away. And there's so many examples of this. Paul and Silas, Acts chapter 16, they were whipped. They were beaten. They were beaten, thrown into prison the supermax of prison, but you see how they prayed and sang praises unto God. What are they doing? They're filling themselves up. They didn't get in the corner and cry and weep. No, they said, I'm going to pray and I'm going to sing praises unto my God. They were being filled up. I want us to look at an example. First Samuel, I want you to turn to first Samuel. We're almost done. Chapter 30. First Samuel chapter 30. 
Hallelujah. That's such a powerful thing. You know, you really think about that. Paul and Silas, they were being filled up in that prison. And we know what happened, how the Lord moved on their behalf. When you and I, when we have this mindset, we're going to stay filled up with Jesus all the time. He will move on our behalf. You know, destiny and I in ministry, trusting God, that's one of my things, man. I stay filled up. There might be some pressure. There might be some things I'm looking at, but I can't look at that. And destiny will remind me. And I will just, I have to stay filled up. Be being filled with the presence of God, knowing what the will of the Lord is for my life. That's the will of the Lord for you and I, especially in this time right now. Not even just this time, but this time of so much fear being deposited and people, you know, wearing those scary masks, you know, we got to be filled up. We got to be filled up with the presence of God. So 1 Samuel chapter 30, this is about David. It says, and it went, it came to pass, David and his men were come to Ziglag. And on the third day, the Amalekites had invaded the south and they smitten Ziglag and they burned it with fire. So literally, this is their camp. This is David, his men's camp. They come back. The camp is gone and it is burned with fire. And they take in the women captives. They take in the wives. Everyone's gone and that were there. And they slew not either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So verse three so David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire. Everything that was theirs, all their belongings, their comfortable place, their place of rest. Here they come. It's gone. It's burnt with fire. Let me tell you, fear could be happening right here. Sadness. What are we going to do? Everything's gone. It's burnt with fire. Their wives and their sons, their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Here they, you see, they're all crying. Now, they're not just shedding a couple of tears, but it says they cried until they had no more power to weep. They couldn't cry another tear. Fear is being deposited there. Fear has come in. What happened? Everything's gone. Over the, over our comfortable place, everything's burnt up. They cried until they had no more tears to weep. Maybe you and I, maybe you've been there. Maybe you're sensing that right now. You've tried everything. Your job doesn't look like it's working out. You've been laid off. Your finances don't look good. Maybe you cried every tear you could and you can't cry anymore. Let me tell you, you can still put your faith in Jesus. He will never let you down. We're going to see what David did here. In verse uh, six, it says this, and David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his son and for his daughters. So now his own men want to stone him. They say, you know what, David, all this thing's happening here. We're going to take you out. Let's see what David here, we'll see what David does here. We saw he had no more tears to weep. Now his life, his very life is threatened. But it says this, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. He said this, he is my God. Make that personal. Your God, he is your God. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Make that personal to you. 
He's not just your, your parents' God or your grandmother's God or your pastor's God. He is your God. He will watch over you and protect you no matter what. David, here you see him. His life's being threatened. He, he cried all the tears he could. But guess what? He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What's he doing? He's staying filled up. You and I, we are called to stay filled up. No one there is helping him to encourage himself. He's all by himself. And he encouraged himself. He started bringing up the faithfulness of his God. I want to encourage you. Encourage yourself in the Lord. It might not look like things are going on good on your behalf, but just like David, you encourage yourself in the Lord thy God. Maybe you watch the news. After you watch the news, you feel all this fear. Hey, guess what? Now you watch the news, that's great. Now encourage yourself in the Lord thy God. No, hey, Lord, you know what? Psalms 23, you are my shepherd, I shall not want. With your rod and your staff, you comfort me. You always protect me. You're always there for me. Encourage yourself in the Lord thy God daily. That's what David did. Not to walk in fear, but to walk in faith. You see, David, he's not walking in fear, but he's walking in faith. I'm sure his feelings were telling him not to praise God. I'm sure his feelings were telling him not to encourage himself in the Lord thy God, but he did it anyway. And the Lord took care of him and got him out of that situation. Fear doesn't help you. Fear affects you. Fear doesn't fill, fill you up spiritually. It takes from you. And this is such a great example of this in Job in Job chapter 3, verse 25, so we know about Job. He was blessed. He was beyond blessed. He had everything going for him. Then all of a sudden, his, his kids started going the ways of the, of the devil, and everything was lost. He even had spoils on himself. He was literally in the lowest of low places. But I want us to look here at Job chapter 3, verse 25. We're talking about fear. Fear doesn't help you. Fear affects you. He says this in verse 25, Job chapter three, verse 25. For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. That which I was afraid of is come unto me. So Job said this, the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. So he feared that. He wasn't in faith about, oh, my kids are going to serve the Lord. No, he had a fear. And he said, that thing which I feared has come unto me. And that which I was afraid has come unto me. Let me tell you, you and I are not called to walk into fear. You and I are not even called to be afraid because we know that we are childs of the Most High God. And we don't walk in fear, we walk in faith. How fear got a hold of his life and fear opened up the doors for the enemy to work. Let me tell you, you walking in that fear, you being afraid all the time, it's opening up doors to the enemy that are not good. Not, we can't even have 1% fear, 2% fear. We are called to have no fear. It says in the word that perfect love cast out all fear. Not to walk in fear, walk in faith. I want to encourage you right now. Be filled with the presence of God. Be being filled continually, daily, this moment that we're in right now, don't let a day pass you by. You spending time with Jesus, you worshiping God. You be like Paul and Silas in the prison, you worshiping God. You be like David at Ziglag, encouraging yourself in the Lord. And you will see God come on your behalf in a great, 
great way, preparing for the second coming of the Lord. Not to be lukewarm, not to be cold, but to be on fire for Jesus. You and I preparing for this. The end days, the last days, we need to be on fire for Jesus. I want you to close your eyes. Lord, I thank you for the people watching, the people watching online at home. I thank you for the presence of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, touching every heart, things in them, things in you that you've been carrying, worry, fear, concern are melting away in the name of Jesus. Those are going in Jesus' name, even uh, through your, your uh, lineage, your parents, your parents' parents, they carried worry, they carried fear, they carried anxiety. That is being gone in Jesus' name. The healing power of God, a, a restoring from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, overhaul by the presence of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit touching you right now in Jesus' name. We choose faith over fear. Hallelujah. And I want to get this invitation. If there's anyone there, you would say, Brandon, I know that Jesus is coming soon. And I, and if I would be honest with myself, I'm not ready. I, I know about Jesus, but I, I never have accepted him into my heart. I want, and I want to make a change and I want to do that right now. I want you to raise your hand, even there at the, on the TV or your computer, you raise your hand right now and you repeat after me, dear Jesus, I love you. I believe you died for my sins. You're raised up for my justification. And I, I take you and I receive you in my heart. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Even some of you, you were maybe lukewarm, but there, there is a fire. He is he's burning in you a fresh fire like never before. In the name of Jesus, preparing, waking up. Jesus is coming soon. We're not waiting for the end times. We're not waiting for the last days. Baby, we are in it. Hallelujah. Choosing faith over fear. Fear not, for the Lord thy God is with us everywhere we go. Hallelujah. Thank you for checking out our podcast. For more information on His Name Ministries, check out our website at hisnameministries.com. Or check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Have a blessed day.